0: Mikey, Mikey and Rin, Rin Stay In Oh yeah Hi guys this is Mikey and Rin Stay In I'm Mikey and I'm Rin And tonight we are staying stayin'. in <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: it folks thank you so Bye. much
0: <laughs> No tonight we're uh we're hanging out It's gotten a little um we're having like a little rain shower this afternoon it just kind of is like a little bit of a dark early evening mm. But it's so summery right now
1: Yeah, it's really Mm. beautiful. Yeah. And you know what summer has me thinking about?
0: I don't know that. I don't know what it is.
1: Tart cherry gummies.
0: Tart cherry gummies.
1: How is that for a transition?
0: I think you killed it. I think Rindog's hungry and we haven't eaten dinner yet. And she's like, can we just wrap this shit up? (laughs) she just called me i was downstairs i'm making these like cornhole boards that maybe i'll post them on our on our pay- Facebook they look page. awesome by the way they're by. rad. for her birthday uh her 26th birthday is on the 4th of july <laughs> and we're having a party and so i made these cornhole um traps i don't know what you call them <laughs> <laughs> wow holes cornholes boxes Board? boards yeah boards maybe and so it has each of our faces on it like the logo on our um, podcast so it's got like my little cartoon face her little cartoon face and I'm like down there like Sheethe loves a project you do I feel like I'm one of Santa's elves just down there like painting and sawing and stuff and so like I could be down there all night and Rindog's like Sheethe we doing this and it's not because she wants to do this necessarily right now she totally does but I it's because it. dinner's afterwards oh yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: okay hungry hungry
1: Um, Well, let's talk about these, shall we? Let's talk about eating our feelings.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that. So yeah, recipe every week. um, That is something delicious, nutritious. Mm -hmm. Yum, yum, tum, tums.
1: Yeah. Okay. So this one is really fun because there's basically two ingredients, potentially three if you want a little more sweet. Um, And for those of you that are listening with your eyes, you can see... We cut them into the most boring shapes of all times. So they're yeah, just they're, little circles. They're cool though. Yeah. Um, Jiggly
0: wiggly circly, lurklies.
1: Totally. So these are little gummies. They um, are not unlike the Jello of your childhood. Yeah. Right. The Jello um, of
0: my childhood was not that color though. Like this color yeah, this is, is, is a, like a. It's like a rich. I mean, it looks like real cranberry juice. Where right? yes. the Jello of my childhood was electric. Blue. <laughs>
1: yes, definitely. Electric
0: blue raspberry. Three things that don't go together. <laughs> Electric blue raspberry. There's right. no blue raspberries. Nope, nope. What the fuck is that color and why has that become the like universal color for raspberry?
1: God, that was my favorite one though. And yeah. we used to um not in my childhood. Well, I guess it still was my childhood maybe. We used to mix that with vodka.
0: Oh <laughs> shout <laughs>
1: out to you. In my Janine childhood. and Angela, if you guys are listening. Yeah. And Danielle, you were there. Um, and that would be our, that would be our drink. That is
0: disgusting. Wait, you mean you make jello out of it or you just mix it into the vodka? Yeah, correct. Oh, and not fridge it. Right. So what would it do? Would it get gloopy? I
1: can't remember.
0: We should try that.
1: I know we should try
0: it. (laughs) Is that, not a doctor. Is that (laughs) helpful for making a baby?
1: Mm, Jello and vodka? Maybe that's what we're missing out on Jello powder and
0: vodka, not like vodka jello shots. I did plenty of those in my day
1: why it's taking us so long, right?
0: <laughs> because we're dumb <laughs> drunks.
1: <laughs> so anyway, these um, these gummies are really special because they are um, contain just tart cherry juice and gelatin, like mm. real deal grass fed beef gelatin. And That's awesome. they're the easiest things to make. Essentially, all you do is put the ingredients in a pan. Uh, heat it up so that the gelatin dissolves. And then we lay it in a you know sort of glass, um, like pie pan, casserole like pyrex, dish. Pyrex. Yeah. yeah. And then um, you can use fun little shapes to cut them out. We just use, what are those little things? Ring
0: molds. Ring molds. Yeah.
1: Um, and they're really yummy. You can they're add a delicious. little more sweet if you want, honey or stevia or whatever your kind of sugar poison is. And mm. um, yeah, they're really, really good.
0: I especially like these ones because they are tart. Like mm-hmm. they're not super sweet. They're they feel like the adult Jello. Mm-hmm. These feel like a real cool sound effect to have in microphones. Mm. Squish! It feels like I'm eating earthworms.
1: It's kind of like squick, squick. Drinking and chewing. There's oh like yeah. so much going on. In That's your mouth. a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, so
0: I was gonna I was gonna say before we um, started the show, but uh, <laughs> my hangry wife. I'm hangry over here. Yeah, but that we have an app. Ep- this is an episode with an interview. Mm. Yeah. So after super we fun. after we bullshit for a little bit, we've got our friend Dr. Elizabeth Davis on the show, a good friend from uh, Denver, and she she uh, got in contact with us because she wanted to talk about her difficulties uh, breastfeeding with her kiddo mm-hmm. when she had her kid, and um, yeah, awesome to talk to her. She's one of our closest friends. Super fun, super funny. She's so smart. Um, so that's coming up after we get done with this section. Yeah. Yeah. Interview. Mikey and Rin, stay interviewing. <laughs> so funny. I won't stop saying it. It's pretty good. Yeah, so these are delicious.
1: Yeah, these are delicious and um, really, really good for people that are thinking about getting pregnant, people that are pregnant, mm. people that aren't pregnant. Um, gelatin has a whole host of benefits. Um, you're getting some really good amino acids. You're getting glycine in particular, Ooh, which really helps the... Um, Uh, mucosal lining of your stomach yes yeah i've been having some tummy stuff lately so Mm. i've been you know really pushing the collagen and the gelatin that's awesome and this is just a really yummy way to do it i also have a bit of a sweet tooth that is Mm. um sort of quenched by these which aren't super sweet yeah um they kind of they're satisfying texture and flavor love it yeah
0: what should we do next pro tip Sure. Okay. What do you got? So, pro tip, that's where we each kind of give a um we're not professional people in the <laughs> least, we're very immature But um we have professions. Mine is cooking. Hers is poking people with needles, mostly mm-hmm. of the children variety. Um so my you know, it's summertime, it's grilling season. Um we actually need a new grill, which mm. I just noticed today, like because it's just I don't know, ours is like old and I don't know. We need a cool. We, I was at a house with a green egg last night. Oh, Ooh, sexy! Sounds like expensive. Very. Um, but I'm gonna do the knockoff version, which is just a. It's a green plastic trash can that you just <laughs> light the garbage on fire and then just cook your steaks in there. <laughs> mm, cancer. So, um, but my thing lately, even though it's grilling season, burgers are better on a griddle. We have a griddle in the middle, but you got much back. We have a griddle in the middle of our stove, but also a cast iron pan or whatever. I mean, a grilled burger is delicious, but my favorite burger as of late, and I've been preaching to everybody, whatever fat content you're comfortable with, the higher, the better. Yeah. If I could do 60-40, I probably would. <laughs> But, like, let's say 80-20, 90-10 is fine, too, but just loosely pack your burgers, so just don't don't mush them together, like, into, you know, into a full patty, And but you want them to be kind of like a donut almost, so, like, smaller in the middle, bigger around the edges, huh. kind of a weird one, or you can have them a little bit baseball-y, and, but super loosely packed, even with, like, kind of some of the meat, like, hanging out, like octopus legs. And then what I like to do is get the griddle blazing hot and then put them on the griddle and I use actually like this cast iron weighted press that I put on top mm. of it and I just press them right at the beginning. That's the smash burger method. So you just smash them right away and then they get like a nice sear on the, on the bottom and then you let them roll for, for a little bit and then flip them and then don't press them again because that, that's when you start to lose juices, but you don't lose juices in the beginning. Uh,
1: so that's why you do it first
0: thing. You do it first thing, yeah. Uh. But it just makes for such a better burger. Mm. It's got this crispy, like the Maillard reaction is the, is the reaction, like caramelization, but it's with proteins and meat. So the uh, Maillard reaction happens when meat browns. And so you get this like full crispy brown crust on the burger. Oh, I love it so much. So stay inside. Don't grill outside. <laughs> <laughs> but like take all your things, like grill your corn, grill all your vegetables, do all that stuff. Grill your romaine for your salad. But then do your burgers inside. Yeah, so that's my pro tip of the week. And uh, I've been in like burger loving mode. I love it.
1: Totally. great! Yeah, I saw you cooking them like that the other day and I thought that it was curious because we do have a grill. But the the burger was freaking delicious.
0: Oh yeah. I grew up, a woman in my family, Rosaline, she's um, from Ireland and she would cook these delicious burgers at my grandma's house and she would cook them in a cast iron skillet. Mm. And I I was like, Ew, like, you're supposed to grill burgers. right? But then they were always... And hers were, like, maybe a little, like, boiled. Maybe, <laughs> like, there would be a lot of grease and stuff in the pan. But yeah. they were still super, super good. And I literally... I mean, I think I tried it maybe when I was out of propane a couple times, but never really did it right. So this technique is the shit. I'll put it on i I'll put it in our show notes. Great. Yeah. What you got for pro tips?
1: Okay. My pro tip this week, um, as... If you guys have been listening, you may know that... um I am a vain individual.
0: No, <laughs> you're not. Um,
1: I love beauty products. <laughs> I love skincare products. I love anything that has to do with makeup and hair and making myself remain as youthful as possible. You look
0: really good tonight. I just wanted to say that. Oops. We, m- we're, we both might cry about it. We both might cry. That Thank necklace you. is really awesome. I love that. Fun, right? You purchased. And your um, hair is looking right. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. Brian, i Mike.
1: Um, I'll always feel young with you. Oh,
0: forever young.
1: I have had a little bit of a, um, I'm turning 39 this week and I'm feeling like, whoa. Yeah. For the first time that feels, um, older. I know. <laughs> I think it's especially because we are, um, trying to procreate and there's a lot of reminders of how old I am while we're trying
0: to do sure. that. So,
1: um, From
0: everyone. Yes. <laughs> Healthcare professionals, geriatric pregnancy. You got yes, going well, I that.
1: am well into a geriatric pregnancy. Oh, I know. Uh, but
0: what a dickhead. We've probably talked about that on the show before, but like, of course, a dickhead male doctor sure. called a geriatric pregnancy. Right, sure. Like, oh, you're doing a wheelchair pregnancy? <laughs> right. That's, oh, you got your spider? You're going to be <laughs> shuffling along.
1: Well, in that vein, thinking about um, wrinkles and sagginess and all the things, um, there's my pro tip for this week is um, a technique that's called facial cupping. Mm. And for those of you that are watching, you can see these little sort of cone-shaped objects. These are little cups that you can use on your face. So cupping is something that's used in... um, Traditional Chinese medicine in acupuncture, uh, typically done like on the back, on the shoulders. Michael Um, Phelps. Yes, if you've ever, if you've seen, yeah, Michael Phelps at the Olympics and he had those big circular kind of bruise looking things, that was cupping. And so what cupping is meant to do is really improve circulation, Mm. get blood and oxygen to places where it might not be getting. So then it stands to reason that if you also do it on your face, you're also improving the blood flow there and, you know, getting the sort of oxygen and nutrient that you need in your face, right? and so. This is sort of a pro tip and a bindle.
0: Oh, there we go. A a prindle. Ooh, a prindle. <laughs> Pop into a print. No, how's the Pringles? Pringles sound going? I was doing. I was doing. Snap into a slim jim. Something. <laughs> Prindles. Prindles. Prindles.
1: Yeah. So this is my combo because uh, these little cups, silicone cups, you can get them on Amazon. You can get them other places. They're super cheap. Yeah. And they last forever. And They look
0: like little sex toys.
1: They probably could be used for that too. Definitely could be. Sit on this and rotate. <laughs> Sit on this and rotate.
0: Put on your nipple.
1: Yeah, sure. Whoop, whoop. Um, so there's lots of uses for them as we're discovering. <laughs> um, without
0: a base, without a trace, though, it has to have a flared base, which this does. Because if sure. it doesn't have a flared base, it's gone without a trace.
1: Ooh, that sounds terrible.
0: Yeah, hmm. the butt plug world is can be fierce. <laughs> Tune in.
1: um okay I'm getting back on track here so um so these little facial cups they're silicone and I was thinking specifically about these because a lot of the products that I want to use I can't while I'm getting pregnant so um or while I'm thinking about getting pregnant so the you know your retinol products um things that are really seriously anti-aging, you probably don't want to use. You know, there's certain acids and stuff that I'm still using that are perfectly safe. Sorry Mm. for knocking the microphone. But um, this is a really nice way to um, kind of cover your anti-aging bases in a really cheap way. Oh yeah. And then also in a way that is super safe too. So I'll see if I can find a really good video and link it on our show notes. But essentially, I use this kind of bigger cup on my forehead and on my cheeks. And you always want to go sort of out from the center. And you know, you just stick it. I don't have any oil on my face, so that's kind of key, is to put a little like jojoba oil is really oh, yeah, nice. Sure. Put a little coconut. oil down. Coconut oil, if you're I tend to get breakouts oh, yeah, from yeah, coconut yeah, oil. Yeah, but yeah, if sure. you're not one of those people, you can totally use coconut oil. Okay. And then you're just gonna suction the cup and you're gonna slide it out along you know places where you would get wrinkly so forehead you can do it right under your cheeks around my eyes I go a little more gently and I just sort of leaving
0: it fully suctioned yeah leaving it
1: fully suctioned and then you just gently um sort of pull away and what I like to do is hold on to the skin so I'll place the cup I'll sort of put my hand you guys can see this on the video put my hand um in front of the cup here, and then drag oh, like, it along. Yeah,
0: kind of hold your skin in place. Yeah,
1: so that I'm not like <laughs> yanking on S- my skin. Right? Sucking
0: your chicken skin off your face. Exactly. <laughs> that's a little counterproductive. Skin if you're vacuum. Doing that. Yeah, that's true.
1: And then with this little one, I like to do that around this area um, that is called like the nasolabial groove.
0: Fuck yes, it is. You're welcome <laughs> for that word. Nasolabial. To the rescue! Vagina on your face.
1: <laughs> the nasolabes. Um, labs. And so I like to do that along that area. And so, you know, this is going to make your skin look nice and plump right after you do it. It's yeah. not going to last for very long. But you can totally do this on the daily if you have Cool. Time.
0: Yeah, do it before bed.
1: So that's my perindle of the
0: week. That's good. All right, I'll do a quick bindle because we want to get to our interview. So um, my bindle of the week is consignment stores they're the shit so uh, we've been you know giving away well you know stuff like kind of seasonally or like every summer or whatever i feel like we give away clothes that would not we do the, like year rule sure like if you haven't worn it in a year you got to give it away and so um but there's like some stuff that's like nice and we can and you can sell it so i sold some stuff back to a consignment store today and i got like this fly um Army fatigue.
1: You are looking fly yeah. too. Look yeah, look at you. Got this fly
0: jacket. Yeah, and got some more bucks. And um, I don't know, it was awesome. And yeah. the other thing that we did was Rinny got a costume for a party for like a seventies party, and then wore it once, and then we took it right back, and we got like more than half of what we paid for it great. from the same store. So
1: I like it. That's a good. Bindle.
0: bindle, yeah. But consignment stores, I know, obvious, whatever. Go fuck yourself. Um, it's awesome. <laughs> I think it's great. And um and then I also yeah, it's and then definitely give stuff away too. Give stuff. I don't goodwill. I've been having a weird thing about lately. Yeah. Someone was telling me all about the like CEO actually makes a lot of money and they're sure. like totally for profit and sure. I'm like that's bullshit. Right. So we're just giving them stuff for free and then they're making all this money and it's going into some. They're dudes,
1: marking it up, yeah, seven. 000%. And this dude's making
0: twenty million a year or something. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I, have the, I I haven't done my research on that, but yeah. Oh, should we talk about the thing? What thing? Well, the, we were going to do how the South is fucking up this week.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, let's do it. Okay, so um, just real quickly, I heard this story on Mike Pesca's show, The Gist, uh, the other day. But, um, and this is just, was it Alabama? It was Alabama. It was, yeah. Of course it was. Of course it was. <laughs> so totally crazy situation, right? And you'll understand why this, why this is something we talk about on the show. But um, five-month-old, or uh, five-month pregnant woman woman who was 5 months pregnant mm-hmm. got into an altercation with another woman she was then shot by that woman and in the process after she was shot the baby died right and so um the woman who shot her wasn't able to be charged right and then the but the woman who was shot who was the victim was charged with manslaughter because the baby died mm. What the fuck? And the reason this could happen is Alabama's archaic stupid laws about restricting women's health said that she's supposed to be this perfect vessel or this health vessel mm. that can, that keeps the baby safe. So right. because she got into an argument and then got shot, she's at fault for the baby's death.
1: That is so insane. Wow. That's like the most intense blame the victim Oh yeah, version of that that totally. I've ever heard. That's and insane.
0: this law would affect all women, but do you think that this woman was of a particular race?
1: I would imagine, yeah.
0: Oh, it's odd. Yeah, so both women were black, and I don't know, Alabama. Maybe they just were looking for a, re- a way to put away at least one black woman. But yeah, this woman got charged with the manslaughter for the death of her baby.
1: We should find the article. Yeah. and Yeah, I'll um, put it up. Yeah, because... It's uh, it's just completely. But these outrageous. are the
0: these are the real world consequences of these crazy laws, right? And right. this is like you know when people, you know, I, I remember the, the I, one of the touchstone points for me, like around uh, marriage equality, was like you know it's one thing when they were talking about you're like yes, these are two people in love that want to get married. Mm-hmm. Those are like that's enough of a reason to, to go for marriage equality. Mm-hmm. This is, it's a very human thing to support. But there was so many stories about. Um, You know, a couple and they weren't able to get married and then one of them got really sick and the other person didn't have any rights, couldn't see them. And I'm like, these are the human real world consequences of these crazy arcane laws. So think about it. Right. Anyways, that's our thing. South, pull it together. Alabama, I'm fucking looking at you especially. (laughs) Watching you. Okay. So for a transition, let's go to our interview.
1: Let's do it. Um, If you would like to be on our show. Yeah. Yeah write to us let's eat at Mikey and Rin stay in if you have a story um that you feel like isn't a story that's told um we would love to hear from you yeah. little man
0: yeah 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 love to hear from you um so this is our interview with Dr. Elizabeth Davis great friend Easton, right? oh my gosh I said Elizabeth Davis <laughs> I said her that's her maiden name oh fair maiden name God, that's another fucking, I don't know the origins of that shit, but no maiden name. No, so Dr. Elizabeth Easton, Dave Easton, her beautiful husband. Um, But this is our interview with her, and it's wonderful, and it's fun, and... Super informative.
1: She's such a smart, incredible, funny woman, and um, yeah, we hope you enjoy it. Yeah. And we'll be back next week. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin.
0: And tonight, we're... Gonna stay in.
1: Ooh,
0: I think I hit that note. You did. And today we're having another mercy interview. Mikey and Rin stay in, interviewing with our friend Dr. Elizabeth Easton. How are you? Hi,
2: everybody. I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me.
0: We're grand.
1: Yeah, super. Better now that I see your cute face. Oh,
0: that's <laughs> sweet. So, uh, as usual, um, I'm an unprofessional audio engineer, so there might be some blips and hiccups and things that you hear or see in the recording. So if you don't like it, fuck off. Go listen to something that's better made. But if you want something that's really entertaining, stick with us.
2: Truth. We're going to talk about
1: breasts. I mean, Boobs. Is, is there We're anything not- more entertaining? Maybe scrotum are kind of more entertaining than uh, boobs. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. On a comedic level, scrotum well, are yeah, definitely sure. funnier. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're the weirdest. I mean, scrotums are I think objectively more funny than nearly any body part yeah yeah true yeah mm-hmm. and they and they're also just like I think proof of the lack of intelligent design in the <laughs> universe in that they hang outside of your body they're supposedly this like you know they hold the seeds of life, yet they hang outside of your body in this flimsy little mm-hmm. see-through pouch um, ready to get lopped off or kicked off or bitten off at any any moment, so
2: very vulnerable mm-hmm. very, very vulnerable
0: okay. I'm not a doctor,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you are. And why don't you tell us a little bit about that? What kind of doctor are
2: you? So I am a pediatric psychologist. Um, I specialize in eating disorders Mm. and I've worked with kids ages 10 to 18 for about, oh gosh, a decade. Um, And I uh, also have a five-year-old and I'm also a mom. Mm. And I do all those things. Mm.
0: Those are so many jobs.
2: Yeah. Many jobs.
0: Very important. (laughs) Many, many jobs. (laughs) So we we all went to Ithaca College together. And that's did you guys know each other at all in college? Yes. I don't think so. No. No.
2: (laughs) I yes. Because you're unforgettable,
0: Rennie.
1: Yes. (laughs) I don't think we did. No, I don't think so either.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, Elizabeth and, I, uh, Elizabeth and I were good friends and um, kept in touch when we moved to Denver. And then we've all become like really close friends uh, with all of our families. Mm. So it's it's really great. But we just want – Elizabeth reached out because she was like, you know, I think there's some stories in my story uh, that I don't really hear that much about her. That are mm. things that I want to like, you know, kind of put out into the world because I think they're a story that a lot of people have but maybe haven't heard people talk about that much. Mm. So why don't you – Let us into your world.
2: Okay. Welcome. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I reached out to Mikey about uh, my trials and tribulations and also lots of joy with breastfeeding. Mm. Uh, It was something that I didn't really expect to be hard. Um, I took the class. I read the book. I heard it was very natural. Mm. And that's what I assumed it would be. Mm. Uh, And I, you know, had the good pregnancy, good delivery thing and did hypnobabies, did natural birth, childbirth. Mm. And it was all great. And then the next four to five months were incredibly challenging. So mm. um so yeah, that's kind of why I, I reached out because I, you know, was hearing you guys just be very real and very authentic about the process that you've been through Mm. and wanting other women to feel like they can talk about all of this, men and women, Mm. anybody going through it, that it's, there's no stigma that it's just being human and trying to do this thing called life. And the more we talk about that
1: stuff, the better it is. Mm. So yeah, yeah, that's why I reached out. That's great. It's interesting that you talk about, um, breastfeeding specifically being this, you know, something that like, you just do. And you happen to like read a book and do some research. But I think for a lot of women, it's just, um, it's just going to happen, right? Your baby's going to latch, you're going to feed the baby, done. Um, totally. And I'd love to just sort of hear more about what what that journey was like for you, um, breastfeeding yeah. specifically.
2: So, um, started right away. So had him, he, Oliver, his name, uh, he was laid on my chest, um, and he immediately kind of latched. He like did that rooting thing, which mm. is so crazy to watch where huh. he just kind of found his way over and immediately started breastfeeding and, and I was on morphine and trying to figure out how to do <laughs> this whole like recovery process. And, mm. um, and so it roo- all went The rooting
0: fine. thing happened like right away.
2: Yeah. So, um, natural childbirth, he came out, they immediately put him on my chest and he within pretty quickly within 10, 15 minutes just kind of found his way over and sorry, grabbing your boobs is a very normal thing with breastfeeding. (laughs) So after, (laughs) after you breastfeed, you do a lot of this.
0: Sure. Self palpation. (laughs) It's a good habit to get into. Like,
2: My mom's at work and I had like a running joke because when you start to feel the milk come down, like you kind of check like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm full. And we promised each other we'd let each other know if we were doing that in like the middle of a meeting because that could be awkward. (laughs) 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 You're like, "Eh, just like like wave or something if I start grabbing my boobs and don't realize I love that that.
1: sisterhood right there. That's amazing. Important. (laughs) Real important. That well, and, and, and did maybe, I
0: leave? Yeah, and maybe this podcast can be a way of uh, normalizing that in the workspace. So yes. if people yes. are grabbing their breasts, uh, <laughs> then we're good. It
2: just, it just means they've had a letdown and they need to go find a private space, not a bathroom to pump. Oh, or,
0: uh, yeah, or a car out in the parking lot, like we've heard stories about where people have to leave oh, yeah. the building and sit in a hot car or freezing cold car. That's insanity. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Correct. So, um, yeah, he immediately started to breastfeed and I was like, okay, this is, this is the thing and it hurts and that's a thing. Uh, so then lactation consulting came in awesome, taught me how to make sure I got a good latch. It continued to hurt. And then we headed home and it was like, I now know what toe curling pain is. It mm. is like literally my husband, Dave would like watch my toes curl mm. as he would latch on. And um, it, it was crazy painful. And so there's like chafing that occurs and all this stuff that's really natural, right? Cause your boobs have never been through this before. Mm. Um, but he he would had such a tight latch that he would literally crimp my nipple, uh, which is also a thing. And so like he would unlatch and like there'd be a crease. And it was like, that's (sighs) not normal. That's just not, no. So, um, so yeah, so we brought another lactation consultant in, uh, just brought her home. And my doula was also a lactation consultant, got lots of opinions and, Finally, I did some of my own research and read about um, tongue tie mm. and lip tie and all of that stuff. Mm. So I then like hinged all of my efforts on finding the dentist that can look at his mouth, that can diagnose that. Mm. And then it's a quick little procedure. And then I would be out of pain and he would get enough milk. Because the other problem, if he if his latch is really tight, is when your milk comes down... He could actually lead to um, to not getting enough milk, so he actually can't get enough. So then he's because not getting all
1: the nutrition he needs. The nipples being crimped essentially, so there's the, not the, enough the flow. Nipple, yeah,
2: the duct, like the duct oh, that connects right, down. Right. Um, he cannot get. So it turns out, fun fact: uh, you don't have one hole down there. There are. <laughs> oh. Oh, so many holes. Oh, see, I Still didn't know that. It comes those. out of so many holes.
0: Yeah, this was something I actually knew, knew about from something. It was either like a podcast or a movie or something where they talked about that, where it was kind of like if you just have like – I think it's like hedging your bets almost from like a body creation point of view. Like if you only have one hole, the chances that that could get infected mm. or blocked or whatever. So it's like just right. make it like a – Like a sprinkler that you're running through in the yard.
2: It is. Yeah. (laughs) That's like a shower head. Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So, yes, so many. Fascinating. I mean, we walk around, Ren, carrying these things and we don't know. Mm -hmm. We don't know (laughs) until a lactation consultant gets your pump going and you see it's wow. It's
0: amazing. Well, there's so many of the things about like uh, the human body that it like if you and this is, you know, I hope that our friends that aren't going to have kids or whatever are li- like listen to the show and know that we're also talking about just human existence. So mm. I hope that you feel welcome. But like I think there's a lot of these things like in your body that they don't get turned on. like They're made for baby time. Mm. And so they don't really get turned on or like you don't even think about them until it's like, Oops. Now it's like my nipples spraying it in 50 directions or like what I learned that like, oh, actually there's like 30 days a year basically that like a woman can get pregnant as opposed to like, I thought it was 462 days a year that a woman was like, wah, 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 like just ready for sperm pregnancy instantly. So.
2: Always, always ready. Yeah.
0: Not a doctor. Yeah.
2: <laughs> So, yes, the crimping can crimp some of those ducts, then the milk doesn't come out, Mm -hmm. then the body doesn't learn that you need that milk, so it doesn't Mm. produce as much, which is also crazy. The body learns by how much is pulled out of the ducts, how much it needs to make and reserves behind it. So you can get plug ducts, which is what I had. I probably had one to four plug ducts a day. Oh. And they're like like bruises, again, grabbing my boob. Um, so, you know, your ducks run this way. So those of you on the podcast, that's sorry, you can't see me grab my boob. Um, so the <laughs> I'll pull ducks up illustrations. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. You could do like a little cartoon. Hand-drawn,
0: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, so then you feel like a lump uh-huh. where it's kind of clogged. Uh-huh. And then it feels like a giant bruise. And that's what can lead to what's called mastitis. Right. So if you don't get the, the duct unplugged, then it can get infected. So oh, right. um, so basically I walked around with a bunch of bruises. Uh, Ollie wasn't getting enough milk. Uh, I ultimately felt like a giant failure. Mm. Like this is supposed to be natural. Like I'm this is just supposed to happen. Mm. What am I doing wrong? Mm. So uh, yeah, went in and found the dentist, looked for the tongue tie, lip tie, and there wasn't one. So oh, wow. the thing that could have relieved it all huh. was not the problem. Huh. Uh, so then I, I, I realized, okay, we had to make the really hard decision. So went to the follow-up appointment with the pediatrician. He's not gaining weight the way he needs to. You need to start using formula in addition to breast milk. Mm. So it was this, like everything in my motherly instincts that I had for, you know, all of five minutes, um, was saying, absolutely not. Mm. I, you know, breast is best. Mm. Natural is better. Mm. He's not going to get what he needs. Mm. You know, this could lead to all these health problems later. Mm. Um, and I could still provide some milk, but it, you know, actually breastfeeding was really hard and, and painful mm. and I'd have to just always supplement in with some, so, um, i the The first time we had to give him a bottle, we gave him breast milk that I had pumped with um you know supplement that I'd like researched up the wazoo, mm. like the most natural supplement I could possibly mm. come up with. you know, I live near Boulder, it exists <laughs> um, <laughs> so mixed it, and Dave gave him his first bottle, and I just wept like mm. just shame spiral, mm. fear all of all the things Hmm. Uh, which was stupid now that i look back on it (laughs) it's so stupid my son needed nutrition he needed food and we are smart enough to have figured out a way to feed these babies right yeah work doesn't work naturally and yeah you know do your research and look into stuff that they put into the different types of formulas and all of that but at the end of the day, food is best. Nutrition mm. is best. Yeah. Like growth and development is best. So, yeah. um, so remember, ladies, you go mm. through this, you're also very hormonal mm. during that time. Mm. And the world feels like it's caving in all the time. Mm. So, mm. I, you know, I looking back on it, I think that was part of it. And then there's also what we do to each other and to ourselves with um, the judgy. Mm. Well, this is what you should be doing and this is, you know, oh my gosh, don't do that. And, mm. uh, you know, all of, all the things, all the listservs and websites and, mm. uh, and, and so you also have to be careful of your filter as you're making yeah. some of the decisions too. Yeah, so.
0: totally.
1: Do you feel like you got some of that from your lactation consultant or a medical provider or friends or s- some flavor yeah. of like, uh, She's not the best mom. She's giving him formula or whatever. You know. uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think the
2: lactation consultants, I, I think where they failed me a little bit is to not put that out there as, Hey, this may come up and you Whoa. may have to, make this decision. and heads up, you know, if yeah. this is hard. If you continue to have plugged ducks, if his uh, latch continues to be the way it is, you know, you're going to have to potentially make this decision and here are the things to consider with that. So just not, it up. And it's making me feel like, well, God, I must be one of the only people going through this if this isn't like a regular thing. Right. And then, um, so the work I do is interesting with this because, uh, in addition to eating disorders, I also treat kids with feeding disorders. So Mm -hmm. the difference real quick, uh, eating disorders, the child wants to lose weight and sees their body as distorted. So they see their body bigger than it actually is. Mm. Um, with some of the feeding disorders, there are a variety of reasons why these kids can't eat, but it's not because they don't want to. Mm. They want mm. to mm. eat and they see their bodies normally, right? Um, so we brought a dietitian in to do a training on feeding disorders, mm. particularly kids with, and you know all about this, Ren, sensory issues and mm. kids that can't eat because of sure. Sensory aversions or OT, so occupational therapy um, needs uh, for actually how to chew and swallow, which is actually more difficult than we all think. Mm. Uh, yeah. So we brought this dietitian in. And as she's talking about working with some of the pediatric patients she's had, she mentioned something about formula and says, well, you know, I mean, that's like the Doritos for babies oh. formula.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: I was like. Hmm. Okay. And that was around the time that I, you know, I was back at work. So it was a couple months after I had started I had to start supplementing at three weeks. So, um, so this is now several months in and I'm like half and half or maybe even more formula at that point. Um, and I remember looking at her and thinking, okay, she doesn't know me. She doesn't know my situation. Yeah. She also doesn't necessarily know best. And I frankly was not worried about me. I was worried about the other potential mothers in that room. Mm-hmm that we're going to, like, tuck that in their back pocket and bring that back up to right. shame themselves later. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, yes.
0: Isn't it amazing how many places we can find to judge people? I mean, mm. it's my favorite full pa- – it's my favorite pastime um, <laughs> in my life. It's like sitting in the airport and going, oh, I hate that guy. Oh, look at his socks and sandals. But, I mean, especially in the, like – Making and rearing children mm. world, there's nothing, and I know that this is just one example, but it's like I know that there's like there are just so many things it's like, oh God, I see parents judging other people's parenting, just non stop and I'm like, hey guys, we're all just trying to get through, and they have this screaming mouth to feed like yeah. give them some grace and space,
1: yeah, yes, well, and especially as a uh provider, right? You know, she's theoretically going to be counseling parents and right as a dietitian, And so to have that, you know, to be already oriented towards this is bad and this thing is good. Um, you're really doing a disservice. It seems like to the people that you're going to serve. And then also you've got a blast radius now (laughs) when you're giving (laughs) talks and all that, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the kids she treats,
2: um, you know, often were preemies and, uh, weren't able to have, you know, and depending on your social economic status, like if you have yeah. access to milk banks and all of that. So, you know, ultimately what I've learned, you know, around people who are judgy, um, is I think it comes up the quickest and the most intense and in the places where you are actually insecure yourself. So sure. when you're, Pointing fingers, right? So the the old line, really often used in substance abuse world, is um, blame is the guardian of self blame and fear mm. and helplessness and hopelessness. So I've I've gained compassion for other parents or providers that I come across um, who do judge other people because I feel like they would have no drive to do that unless there was some iota of insecurity for themselves that they're kind of needing to get out. Yeah.
0: I will say that like after, um, after Brittany had the miscarriage, you know, we watch a lot of like prestige television, you know, Elizabeth, we're always talking to you about what we're watching and like three out of our like five shows we were watching in the next couple episodes had like intense jokes about miscarriage And I was like, you know, and before the miscarriage, I probably would have been like, ha, 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 you know, and it's I think miscarriage is like it's a punchline because it's because it's scary on some level, too. It's like, oh, gosh, I don't ever think that that'll happen to me or I'd never want it to happen to me. And so, like, we can make fun of it because it's so scary. But it was so I mean, it felt like a sharp knife at that point. And I was like, all right, you know, hey, male writers and male jokesters, (laughs) like, let's just understand that this is fucking scary and happens to yeah. a ton of people mm, and so yeah. i don't know just have some have some compassion
2: mm. it's also amazing when you're going through something painful the lens that you see the world through mm. suddenly like filters out all this other stuff and only allows you to see the stuff that oh, like yeah. relates to your pain, right? Yeah. Right. Like, it's, it's also
0: the same when you're looking like for a couch or something, like all you notice <laughs> right. is couches. You're like, Ooh, I've not- never yep. noticed the couches in my dentist's office. <laughs> right. <Yeah.
2: laughs> right, right, right. right. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this- I mean, I think, yeah. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, I was just, I was actually just going to really thank you for sharing this story with us. I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, it's intense. It's all yeah. the things. It's super personal. It's the most personal thing you can talk about. So,
2: I mean, I, I breastfeeding is one of the most beautiful things ever, ever. Um, and I mean, let's face it. I wanted to keep doing it because I'm an oxytocin junkie. Like <laughs> the love hormone that you experience mm. is why people keep having babies. Because mm. you know the actual process of it is hard. Um <laughs> so the oxytocin is pretty awesome. Um steps right so, up
1: when it needs to. <laughs>
2: so I did I did keep breastfeeding. Um I breastfed him until 9 months. Um and the toe curling pain stopped around 4 months when his tiny little mouth got bigger. Mm. Oh, and uh and yeah, for anyone out there who has experienced it or may experience it, you just learn a lot of techniques to massage the ducts, mm. to get the clogs out. Mm. You heat, you cold, you do all the things mm-hmm. and uh, you can totally get through it. And if it's important enough to you, then great. And if your own sanity mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. psychological well-being as a mom is suffering, then you're not going to be able to connect to the baby anyway. Mm-hmm. So you, mom is first. Like, if it mm. works for you to keep going, great. And if it doesn't, it's okay the baby's going to be fine. They're going to get all the nutrients they need and your love and well-being is what's going to help them the most. Speaking as a psychologist, it's not just the milk that leads to all the well-being. It's mm. it's your well-being and connection. So, um I cried when I gave up breastfeeding when it was just time at 9 months. Um and even though it had been probably one of the hardest things I'd ever faced, the most shame I had ever faced, uh it was a beautiful thing. Um and you know, to all the mamas out there and dads as well. Like you guys don't get to breastfeed. So sorry. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. I mean, your love and connection with the kiddo is going to kick that oxytocin up no matter what. And you don't, you don't have to breastfeed to get it. There are lots mm. of other ways. So, mm. so yeah,
1: that's my PSA.
0: That's a great way to leave it.
1: <laughs> uh, hashtag mama first. I think that's what you said. Yeah. I loved that little yeah. nugget. Um, first. Cause I think that gets lost, right? Oh, In, of course. You know, especially kind of postpartum care. And it's like, how's the baby? How's the baby? How's the baby? How's Hi. mama? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. first question is, how are you? Yes. Okay, cool. How's the baby? Yeah. 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 That's great. Well, well you are um, a sage and amazing woman. So thank you for being here and sharing with us and our listeners. And there was just like so many nuggets in there. Oh yeah. I really appreciate it.
0: You're well-spoken.
2: <laughs> oh, thank you.
0: Thank yeah. you so much. We needed you on that debate stage last night.
2: Oh boy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. We, yes, we did.
0: Yes, we, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Hey, you guys are doing awesome. Thank, thank you, you so much for doing this work and yeah. representing. <laughs>
1: We
0: love you. Thanks for being our friend. You <laughs> Bye. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses